Hello, and welcome to Game Brain, a board game podcast about our gaming group. I'm your host, Ben Mandelker, and we are at an extra turn. And I'm here with Paul Satachit, the Game Breaker. Oh, hello, everyone. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Paul. Thank you. I, I feel like I feel alive now that I've heard your I feel like order. <laughs> like for a moment, I was like, what is this world? Everything's gone crazy. But then you did that. And I'm like, okay. I'm the beacon. I, I'm the shining light that gets you through the darkness. North Star. Yes. And also joining, I'm very excited because the first time I've ever podcasted with him it's eric elder the professor hi hi elder hey what's up ben and everyone paul <laughs> I'm, I'm excited about I'm elder here <laughs> <laughs> he's got a very silky voice yeah i'm excited about this too like yeah this this uh combination yeah. has never happened before on that on that and i think it's gonna you be guys are fun. witnessing it for the first time ever <laughs> yeah ever podcast history is being made with this trio <laughs> right here today we're um, so we're here today to talk. Uh, it's an extra turn. I've actually never done an extra turn. God, there's just layers of history being made today. Wow! Yeah. But um, today we're actually going to talk about a game we've mentioned several times on the podcast. But today we're giving uh, a, like a deep dive, first impressions deep dive. It's not a review because it's not even out yet. Not even out. But it's hegemony, which uh, looks like it's going to be coming out uh, later this year, 2022. But who knows? You know, supply chains, Kickstarter, etc. This is a game. Uh, we have received the prototype for, but we've also played on Tabletop Simulator. So we are going to give uh, a down and dirty first impressions of it. But before we do, let's, I know, I just want to check in on you guys. What's going on with you? So, Elder, I went on to Facebook and I saw you gallivanting and what looks like Ipanema <laughs> <laughs> of some sort. What was going on? What, what's what's happening? Yeah, I had a, I had a bit of a, a spring break and I've always wanted to go to Brazil. Never went before. Uh, so I wind up going and probably wasn't the best place to go relax, but I, I did my best. So why was it not? Well, it's kind of, it's kind of like, it's kind of festive there all the time. It seems like, <laughs> I mean, like in Rio particularly. Yes. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to, to see it with my own eyes and yeah, like nobody lied. Like it's, it's, it's really, how long were you there for? Like five days. That's good. So I've never been to Rio, but is it basically just like Fast and Furious 5? <laughs> I never see, saw Fast and Furious 5. Did you see any vaults so. being dragged through the streets? <laughs> no, no, I did not see that. I did not see that. It's a seminal moment. That was actually the last Fast and the Furious I've seen. I've actually been meaning to catch up. Well, they're all very fast. Yes, and they have degrees of furiosity. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, and it's it's sort of, I guess it's is it like it's fall in Brazil now, right? Uh, I believe it, so. I does, believe so. Does but it ever really become fall in Brazil? I mean, it, it just felt very similar to here, except a bit warmer. It was like like upper seventies, like low eighties. Like it was right. pretty pretty comfortable. Um, I tried to sleep with the windows open as opposed to the air conditioning because I just wanted to, you know, Be, feel, feel the, the breeze and yeah, it was right breeze. on the ocean. And it sounds it sounds nice to like, me. It was nice. Uh, how how <laughs> non-portuguese friendly speaking is it like you know i always judge this country about how yeah. for my own uh, enjoyment like how well i can communicate mm. yeah it's 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 pretty bad unless you're again like the people in the hotel like the service people speak english for the most part mm -hmm. but outside of that forget about it like i was heavily relying on the google translate 
for yeah. Oh, beautiful. I always yeah. think it's so funny because this happens to me all the time. But like when you know when people when we go to different places like like Rio, we're like it's so nice. It's on the water, and we're like <laughs> we're acting as if. We are not in Los Angeles by the Pacific Ocean, but that happens all the time. There's just something different with like LA beach versus other beach, you know? Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm speaking with a lot of beach privilege right now, so I'll stop. <laughs> but did, were you able, I mean, it's. I'm assuming no, but were you able to play any board games in Brazil? Was there? No. Did you see any sort of board game community or anything? No? No, I didn't see any. I, do, I didn't even see any like, you know, opportunities for a casino or a card room or anything. Mm-hmm. It might exist, but I was like, yeah, no. Oh, and I, I thought about just only briefly though getting on my computer but really it was like i've been so busy it was just a time for me to just like sleep mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that's right and fly all the way to Rio relax. de Janeiro and then just sleep <laughs> I in the know. hotel room <laughs> i know just taking that but taking that like you know that i mean my my views of what what rio are are so like fantastical mm-hmm. you exactly. know i my just too. imagine the most beautiful people i imagine like samba all the time and caprinas like, and just beach every and, nice carnival that yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i based it basically on the rio casino in vegas well, right. <laughs> so one thing that's interesting that did happen was so you know football or soccer is you know huge over there right huge and so i i guess the team was staying in my hotel and like i don't know the first or second night i was there chile it was like chile versus brazil Mm -hmm. and chile won and i guess a lot of chile fans there and they were just like going crazy just jerseys everywhere like literally right outside my hotel room there was like people chanting and screaming oh yeah it was great it was like like, are you coming to see me are you guys all game brain fans is that what (laughs) this is (laughs) you got the wrong t-shirt on (laughs) that sounds awesome paul anything uh new and exciting uh going on game wise game wise uh let's see last night uh dimitri met myself and uh mike canak we played perseverance yep and uh, that's the lost plus dinosaur game Oh yes, okay, yes. So, so and it was, uh, the quick down dirty is like, uh, basically, you're on a cruise ship and you've crashed on an island, and uh, the di- island has dinosaurs, and mm-hmm. basically, you are trying to survive slash become the leader of the pack, mm-hmm. you know, a la Lost or whatever. And basically, there are three rounds. There, there are a bunch of turns, but there are three votes, and whoever at the end has the most followers becomes leader of dinosaur island or whatever Mm -hmm. and uh uh it was very interesting because dimitri was so chill (laughs) not not chill as in like you know like he just didn't really care about the game it was like but he just kept on like doing all these things that make him win and he just won so handily on it Demi- so dimitri won oh yeah he, he became he was like the leader of the dinosaur island yeah like 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 so that <laughs> itself is you know like leader of dinosaur island dimitri portnoy and it was just very interesting because uh there was such i don't want to say apathy about what he was doing but it was just just winning just it was, it was hilarious he, he had an apathetic or yeah. apathetic victory on the lost island of yeah. dinosaurs. Yeah, I know. The, the game has all these miniatures. And I suppose, I don't know, uh, Matt and I were talking about it and relating it to a great wall and how it goes, I don't know if we're playing this right because like we're, we're stopping all the dinosaurs uh, as opposed to having the dinosaurs invade and like have blah, blah, blah. But at some point, yeah, Matt will put up a, a picture and there's 
probably about 36 miniatures of a wall of dinosaurs ready to invade our uh, our encampment. And you just look at it and go, like, oh, you know what this game really is in uh, poised for? Like uh, like a super like 3D deluxe edition. Yeah. You ever see like those Catan uh, boards where it's basically like 3D printed and yeah. they're, uh, like, they're all just like, it's all textured and stuff like that? All you got to do is like have it, the dinosaurs come up, come down from a hill mm-hmm. and it just, it'll just be terrifying. Like, you know, yeah. So, so I, I, it's, it took my imagination, uh, yesterday we played for, we played till one yesterday in the morning and wow. I was like, Oh, I, I just can't wait to play the game in my head. Mm-hmm. Perseverance itself was fine, but like, like, Oh, I have so many like notes that I could, I, it could be a, a much more, cinematic terrifying game to play anyway i mean i just like the i just like the mental image of being on an island you crash on an island there's dinosaurs there and you need to figure out how to survive and everyone just like says dimitri lead us us. (laughs) he has a torch like that that is some multiverse type crap he's like you know because the reason why the leader is because he obviously became friends with like the triceratops right he like is like triceratops you know and he like he he woos this triceratops and then he's able to mount it and ride his noble steed to victory Yeah, no, it, that's it, how the game works, there, right? There, there, oh, that, that, that is a burning, lasting image. Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> I'm king of the world, or dinosaur island at the very least. But like you know, but it was it was very interesting. Like you know, the meta narrative just came out like really unexpectedly. Yeah, yeah. I I love actually yeah. when a game can do that. Um, so that, I I do need to check that out because I I was I was telling Matt actually that I have a very up and down relationship with Mind Clash games. Mm-hmm. I think I've said it before. I love Anachrony. I think it's great. Mm-hmm hated cerebria it was like just a, it was not a match mm-hmm. for me tracarian i was sort of met on but i also had the wrong i was taught with the wrong rules it was also mm-hmm. several years ago so i'm open to coming back to it but i do love dinosaurs in general well i, I would so, say that like and i love the idea of perseverance yeah like because uh, I, I personally have none apparently you apparently have none yeah. but uh but i will say that their games for me live and die on the strength of your ability to be in their narrative, mm. you know, like mm. like like I, I think of Anachrony, and I just remember playing, and I was I was so enamored by it, not because like there were mechanics that I haven't seen before, or anything like you know, this, the mechanics you could just put, you can graft onto like a stock market or something, but it was like the narrative, like oh, you go back in time, you steal crap from there, use it in the future, but you got to pay it back, yeah. or or like you know, just that little like narrative, like it like like ooh. That's so tasty. That's I so know. Tasty. <laughs> I know. When I learned anachrony, I was like, "This is breaking my mind." Yeah. So you have to pay it back. And then someone was like, yeah, "It's a loan." I was like, "Oh yeah, it's just a loan. I know it's a loan." <laughs> but like, you've been told that you you took your you borrowed from the past or something, exactly. <laughs> like, so the, or from the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, so it, like, it like broke my brain until I realized, oh, it's literally the same yeah, thing. I'm taking so, out a loan. The, the, so I think I think they at least with anachrony for me, like, uh, uh, and and what was the other one? Like to carry on. Like you know, yeah. I, I think both of them, like. It really come like for me. It really is a matter of like how how perfect that 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 vision is. Because mm-hmm. once once the vision is in there, I'm like I'm so in it. I'm I'm like so into anachrony. And I like, oh, I'm not generally a person who deals with like like miniatures, but like the moment you know you you, put, you get those exosuits in and you're mm-hmm. going back into the past. Here I go. Yeah, and like you're, you're like okay, I'm in it. <laughs> I've actually rated anachrony a ten on BGG, and I think it's one of the only games i've rated as a 10 that i don't own 
because oh. even though I thought it was really excellent, I just know that like I could never really get it to the table, which is funny because I've got so many games that I can't get to the table. But for that one, I just sort of had a clarity of vision that whoever I could get this to the table with already has it. It's one mm. of the rare times I felt that because normally I just like to own things that I just love. But mm-hmm. for some reason with Anachrony, I just had that barrier. I don't know. That could change. You never yeah, know. I, I might get impulsive. So for me, um, I have not been able to play any games recently because I've been, you know, continuing my my world tour. World, and by world tour, tour I mean, right. just Rio. You know, Do you go to Rio? I did not go to Rio. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, we got bumped. There was some sort of you know football game going on with Brazil and Chile, and, and there was one our, more room. But like some, some we jerk. were we were trying to book the stadium, and unfortunately, um, we got booked for for a soccer game. And yeah, the last hotel room was taken, so that was unfortunate. But um, but I did. Uh, so I actually just did a show in San Francisco last night. I mean, but I don't know when this is. I don't know when this extra transaction come into the schedule. But at the time of recording it was last night. And I even mentioned on the last episode that I did that I when I go into um, when I go to these other cities, I always like to see where the board game shops are and if I can drop by. Well, much to my pleasure, there was a board game shop two blocks away from the theater that we were performing in. So I was like, well, I have to. I have to go in. So it's a, it's a place called Gamescape. And because of traffic in San Francisco, um, I really only had like five minutes to go in there. Because I normally like at least 20 minutes because I do a lap and then I do another lap. And I just oh, I do like so many laps because it's like, what did I miss? Because you always miss something. It's yeah. you think that you're being so thorough, but like it's the sixth lap. You're like, wait a second, there's that game I've been looking for. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, I've got to do speed laps. I was like, well, you know, maybe it'll be like only an okay store, so I'll do a lap and I'll know. But I go in this place, GameWorks. They have a great selection of games. They had it was just like so well curated. It was one of those things where you, it's not just you know they have the the big titles. They've got the Carcassons, the Catans, etc. And they also have you know the the big like they've got the Twilight Imperiums. They got like the big sellers, but they just had a real like they just had a deep roster of Euro games. And I was like, oh, God, I want an hour in here. I was like, oh, gosh, this is a race walk. is not enough. It, it felt <laughs> cruel. You know, they had they just had like it felt like they had so many great games. Um, they had like Iberian Gage. I almost picked up Iberian Gage because I'd sort of I'd heard great things about it. But like the fact that there's a, a game store that had like all the gauges, the Irish Gage, and the Iberian mm-hmm. Gage, there's the third, whatever the third gauge is, um, several Uve games. Um interesting expansions and so i was doing my lap i actually had iberian gauge in my hand i was like i'm gonna get it and then on my second lap i saw crisis the i don't know if you guys heard of the game crisis no well it's a game i've sort of been eyeing for about three years and i saw and i put down iberian gauge and i was like this is like that moment that you wait for in in a game shop you find that game and i just grabbed it and I, I bought it. And this game, Crisis, um, I'm sorry, I don't have all the details in front of me, like the designer, etc. But it is a game that came out in 2016, has had like a very limited release. It may actually be available in B- on the board game BGG shop. I hope it's not only because it makes my story sweeter. <laughs> you know, like, oh, you can't get it anywhere, but I found a copy. But if it's like readily available everywhere, I'm like, well, okay. But still, I'm going to tell myself it's out of print. But um, <laughs> that thing is what one does, right? right. Yeah. But um, uh, I'm just like really excited to have discovered it. Um, and I actually like the game is a worker placement game. And it's all about, it actually kind of reminds me 
of uh, without even having played it, it reminds me of hegemony which we're obviously going to discuss uh not only is are the designers from greece and hegemony the designers i believe are from cyprus mm-hmm. same part of the world but it's a worker placement game and it's about a society and the society is on the brink like uh it's a it's a semi-co-op game where you are going to be captains of industry etc and you're doing things to kind of prop up the society and if everyone doesn't prop up the society the society goes bust so it's it, sort it's, of as like lowlands in that there's this semi-cooperative thing to keep us all alive but there's this economic aspect and uh there the people who have played it have if you look if you look at the reviews, the reviews have been really strong for it, and um, it sounds like it's hegemony part two. <laughs> I know. Well, it was, it was the pre hegemony. I mean, but um, uh, so I'm like really excited. Like that's clearly going to be that might get fast tracked to the table. Sure, sure. Like, so w- what we should have is like a game about like forming a uh, a society. And then hegemony, and then crisis, and then it's like, <laughs> it's like the dawn and twilight of uh, of a civilization, or something. Yeah, we have to figure out what the pre-hegemony is. Yeah, this is definitely that's the 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 part three of the trilogy <laughs> is crisis. I mean, and also just the names hegemony, then to crisis. So I don't know what I don't know what the we'll, we'll find it. We'll find something where we create uh, any society. Anyone, you just let us know. Yeah, and it can't just be a civilization building game. It should be that's a- too macro. No, so that by the way, that is not the game. Elder just showed me. Is that the one that was spelled C R Y S? Yes. Okay, that is incorrect. It is. Is actually the word crisis. Mm. Okay. Like act just like you know, uh, like the, the thing that happens to a society in economic ruin. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I'm like really really excited to play it, and I just um, I love, I love mm. having that, that sort of moment of walking into a game store. Like that's what it is. You, I feel like sometimes I go into 15 game stores and don't find anything, and then you find that one thing. You got and you're paid like, off. It paid off. And then I spent the rest of the night walking around with this board game in a bag <laughs> in San Francisco. Like, I have this, like, caffeine flashback where I go, like, oh, I could just imagine if I would explain to my five-year-old caffeine self. Caffeine flashback. I, I'm in the coffee pocket, everyone. <laughs> I have my Starbucks. I got a good 10 more minutes before I, I crash. So Yeah. Uh, but, like, imagine, you know, your five-year-old self. And you, you go back in time, you go like, oh, you know what you're going to really like, kid? You're going to like this game. It's going to model the economic engine of a of a society. And you get to play, like, you know, these, the working class. The and What would the five-year-old think? You're like, how do I become this guy? They're like, are you an astronaut? Are you a... No, are you rich? No, no. Well, like, <laughs> yeah. Why am I? I become you. <laughs> I mean, that's a question for a much for a different podcast, which is like, why the heck do we? Why are? Why do we sometimes like to step mm-hmm. into these roles? These like very dry games. I, I mean, I don't like business. I hate business, mm-hmm. business administration. It's my one my least favorite part of doing a podcasting is dealing with the business end of it. Uh, and like accounting, mm-hmm. like sure. I hate it. Yeah. And yet you tell me, oh, it's a board game where you have to like manage your portfolio. I'm like, I'm in. Like I had to do my taxes this week, and it took me a month of just looking at a pile of paper. I didn't touch it. I was just like, just the mental fatigue of like just like holding on to that. But and then, but hey, you know, you want to play the working class and pay taxes? <laughs> yep, that, that yeah. sounds great. That sounds great. Elder, where do you stand with um, economic games or political games? Um, I, you know, I, I really like economic games. I just feel like I'm horrible at them. Like I, like, I don't know. It's, it's, it it depends on, I guess the, the, the way the math works in the game or not. Like I think about, um, oh, what's that game where you have the like brick and mortar, Uh huh. you know, like that is like, it's like a, 
I like I wanted to like that game, mm-hmm. but it's just like it doesn't really work with my game brain. Mm-hmm. Like I'm again, you know, brick and mortar has been a little bit of a more of a tough sell than I expected. Yeah. I'm surprised. You know, Paul and I we played it initially two times we've played a few times yeah but the first two times we played it it was we had such a great great time that we both thought this is going to be embraced and beloved by all and i have in our game group in our game group but also i thought generally and um it's not it turns out it's an acquired taste game which i'm surprised at but um do you like do you like um like city of the big shoulders have you played that or no didn't care for that at all And and i thought i would Mm. But yeah, I did not like that. Yeah. What's that game that you made? Amsterdam, New Amsterdam, right? Like, uh, uh, yeah. See, New Amsterdam is really like again. It's like I know it's been said many times before, but I, I really my sweet spot is like the resource management. Like, mm-hmm. sure. it's just you know, and dinosaurs. collecting and, di- and, dinosaurs. and dinosaurs. Yeah, exactly. Dinosaur management. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> that is a game. There is my five year old would love that. <laughs> there's a game called Dinogenics actually that I've always wanted to play. That is like work. It's like dinosaur agricola and like the dinosaurs are i think sort of res- they're kind of resources kind of not sure. i don't know but and then there's dino island too i have space. Yeah. i have that i uh i i want to give it a few more plays because it's a little bit on the bubble for me about whether it's going to leave my collection i don't think it's so great but it's, it's interesting yeah. like you know basically playing jurassic park the board game is like you know mm-hmm well um speaking of resource management speaking of economic games speaking of political games speaking of games about societies that are on the brink i think it's like all those things can segue us into the real the real reason why we're here today uh which is friendship friendship (laughs) (laughs) thank you for finally saying the friendship podcast we are rebranding well actually in a way it is in a way it is the friendship podcast unless i think um it's hege- uh, hegemony, yeah, not hegemony. I, I, hegemony. I, I, yeah, I have the. I, I can hardly say the word hegemony. How, how friends use and brutalize each other. Yes, um, we are here to talk first impressions of hegemony, and the reason why I said that these are all great segues is because the game actually kind of uh, involves all of the above um, in a really big and interesting way. So um, the game hegemony is uh, it's it's published by uh, Hegemonic Project Games. They just had a Kickstarter. It wrapped. But there are, you can get late pledges. Um, the designer is Vangelis Bagiaritakis. I hope I'm saying it correctly. Um, I apologize. And uh, Varnavas Timotheo. And the art by Jacob Skop. I, uh, again, really probably butchering these names, but hopefully I landed, you know, hopefully I got like a 7 out of 10 on those. So it plays two to four players. Uh, I didn't look up the weight because, again, this is it's in prototype form. It's not even out yet. It's not even out yet. But we do. We were really fortunate. The designers did provide us um, a copy of the prototype. Elder, it's actually right up there. Because we, unfortunately, Elder, um, we played with you on TTS, but we have not been able to get it to the table. And because of scheduling, this month is a little crazy. Um, and Rio. And Rio. We can blame it on Rio. Um, <laughs> we able, actually, I mean, there's, I, you know, later in the review, this, it, there's a re. The fact that we were not able to get at the table more is something that that is something that needs to be discussed in sure. the game. But well, that's that's for down down later in the review. But um, but you played it on TTS Elder. Yeah. Paul and I have played it in person a few times now, so we do feel at the very least this is not a review. We don't. It's not fair to review this yet because 
there still could be changes. In fact, the rulebook changed a little bit since we got the prototype. But we wanted to give our first impressions because we were, honestly, we're all like pretty intrigued by this game. Oh, hi, everyone. It's Ben from the future. A week after we recorded this podcast, there was an update about Hegemony, um, and already some big rules have been changed. Uh, we talk about how there are going to be six actions per round. It's already down to five. There's some card updates. Just a good reminder that this is still a prototype, and this is all in flux. So when we talk about the rules, take it with a grain of salt. This has just been your friendly reminder from the future. Actually, the first thing I want to do... Oh, wow. It, it, the very first thing I, I want to do... That smile is like is scary. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I actually want to define what what the heck hegemony means, okay? So this is, I wish I could even say what dictionary it's from. This is the dictionary when you type in on Google, what's the definition of something, okay? Hegemony, leadership or dominance, especially by one country or social group over others. And that's mm-hmm. basically what this game is about. It's about basically, you know, having dominance over other social groups. Class struggle. Class struggle, the board game. Essentially, okay. So, uh, Hegemony is a highly asymmetrical, card-driven game where players each represent a faction in a fictional country. I mean, you could say it's a real country, whatever you want, but it's a fictional country. So, uh, you might play the working class, the middle class, the capitalist class, or you might wind up playing the state, the government, etc. So, um, through economic manipulation and political influence over five rounds, each segment seeks to gain dominance in society. So what that means is for the capitalist class, the capitalist class is looking to gain lots of money and basically to maximize their bottom line. The working class player, they're going to win by get, gaining prosperity, by you know basically consuming resources, having access to health care, just having stuff. Things make them happy. Things make them happy. You know, not necessarily materialistic things, mm-hmm. but like education, yeah. stuff like that. The middle class is in the middle, you know, is trying to both gain wealth like the capitalist class but also have access to the things it needs to to have prosperity and then the state uh is looking for legitimacy it needs to be considered you know legitimate in order to really to win and how this all comes together like this is sort of still a little top level like the way that this that the we achieve these goals is through this crazy interconnected ecosystem that we build. You know, we have some of the players are, are going to be creating jobs, like the capitalist and middle class players, and actually the state. They will create jobs. Other players are going to provide the workforce for the jobs. Those companies will create products. They're going to produce things. Um, other players are going to buy the products that are being produced. And there's going to be a series of uh, government policies that are going to shape how all of this is done, the degree to which we can do all these things, and those policies are going to change over the course of the game. So basically, it's a game where we are creating a little society, and we are kind of, sort of pushing and shoving our way through the society to get what our class or or segment needs. And at the end of five rounds, whoever has done it the best is going to be the the, the segment that hegemony the perseverance the perseverance perseverance. Uh, or or dimitri dino king (laughs) (laughs) the winner becomes the dimitri dino king um okay so first thing i want to talk about we're not going to go too far into presentation because it's 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 not really fair to do so you know components are probably going to change it's prototype etc um but we can talk about like what is there so far like the things that that have been so far really good 
Um, what did you guys think about, how did you guys feel about how it was all laid out, all the information was laid out and, and the graphic design? Elder, did you have any thoughts on that playing on TTS? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, you know, once, once you get through the overview, I think everything, um, is clear. It makes sense. It's, it's a very graphic design at this point. Um, you know, the images on the cards, the action cards are just kind of like photographs, but, um, I think definitely add to the the texture of the story that gets created in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I like the components. I thought they were solid. Like we've played what five games now, Ben? And I don't. I actually don't remember. And, we've also had some games we've done like um, partial games mm-hmm. too, so it's hard to remember what. But but I think like after three games, I think the rhythm is uh, easily you know what it is. So yeah. like, you know, so uh, the, the game is a really hard first teach. And then it becomes pretty smooth, but like we'll, we can go into that later. Yeah. Uh, well, so you know the the because this is a highly asymmetrical game, and there's like four factions. There, you know, it's it's one of those games where when you teach it, you have to kind of it feels like you're teaching four games because you Absolutely. have to sit and say, yeah. okay, working class, you get to do this, and this is one thing you can do, and these are all the actions you can do, and these are all the these are all the free actions you can do. And these, this is what this thing does and that thing. And then you have to like, you finally do all the working class and you got to shift to the capitalist class workers. There's all that. But I think actually the, the rule book is, I actually really enjoy the, the rule book um, in terms of the way it's or, uh, organized. And um, it's, it's pretty dense. I have to say for people who are embarking on this, if you're going to be teaching it, be prepared for like a very dense, it's a big, a big rule book because you have all these factions but it's not hard. It's not a mm-hmm. difficult thing to grok. It's just just be prepared that like, if you want to sit down and learn this game, don't do it twenty five minutes before people come over. There's gonna be a lot to to take in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But also one thing that's really cool, which I don't think either of you guys have been able to see yet, is that the game they also have this. Um, it's like a companion guide. That you know, because sometimes board games do this. Mm-hmm. In fact, Uve does it a lot, where he'll have like, here's some like this is what was going on in you know Germany at the time, right? And this one is it's like a forty page rule book that's all about the political and like, economic like, theory. like a theory book. It's a theory book, yeah. And it is. I started to browse through it because originally I was like, oh, that's cool, but I wasn't. I didn't care. But I started to browse through it, and I got totally sucked in. I haven't finished it, but it was so cool because. Uh, they, they talk about various theory, like economic theory, mm-hmm. political theory, or government theory, which is political theory. But um, and then they talk about how it's translated into the game, and I thought that was so fascinating. Yeah, I, I love it when a game makes me interested in a subject that I otherwise would not be interested. Like you know, it sounds like you know, you read the theory book. You take a test and you'll have uh, a BA in economics, <laughs> or something. Yeah. But like you know, it, it's it's one of those things where uh, this game does a really good job of at the same time simplifying and obviating the things that you know uh, the abstractions of what economy what happens in an economy. And like you know, I'm sure an economist would go like, "This is not how it runs." But like for the layman, I mean, I, I think it's pretty clear that this is model something that we see on a day-to-day yeah um and it should be noted that uh the the uh the makers of this game actually consulted with several people in the world of academia i mean if you look on i think i have it up here there's uh on the like on a, on their website 
in terms of like their team, there's like several people's academic associate. There's Dr. Russell Foster and Dr. Irina Burlick, who, uh, again, sorry about the, the pronunciations, you know, several, you know, Dr. Powell, Adrajan, like lots of, you know, they, they really, they didn't just sort of say this would be a cool idea. It looks like they really did like no pun intended their homework. Mm-hmm. Like they really were like, they consulted with people in academia and say, you know, what, like, what, how do we distill the working class down to like really it's sort of fundamental, you know, needs and wants. Like if you were to gamify the working class, what do they, like, what does it come down to? Yeah, the, 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 the bottom line. The, the bottom line. And so I really appreciate that thought that they put into, mm-hmm. into no, this approach. No, you can see the, the thought process slash intellect put in this game. This is, this isn't like someone going like, Oh, wouldn't it be great to make a model of like, you know the world fair and blah blah who, who hasn't done any research like mm-hmm. this, this per- these people like really go here is what you know the, the the body of intellect about economy is about and then what's the most essential thing and how do we gamify that in mm-hmm. a way that is just to me like it's it's mind-blowing you know like i it's it's how i would want to approach a game like this and i'm, I'm just so in awe and appreciative that someone took the time to, to do this. I, I mean, obviously it took a weekend or so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's get into the gameplay. Yeah. Okay. Cause that's really the big thing. So first, like let's talk about how these different classes work. Um, first let's talk about the working class. Paul, do you want to talk about how the working class works? Cause you, you played, I mean, you played all you, mm-hmm. let's see Well, actually let's do, let's talk about the class that we played. Mm-hmm. You played all four. Correct? I played all four. Yes. Elder. Yeah. I paid the capitals. You were just, you were just, you were, True to your nature, yes, just right. pure capitalist overlord, and, and, right? And, exactly. and when Elder plays, he is brutal. Yes, <laughs> he is brutal. He's like he sounds so like gentle and He's loving like, here. You don't want to, you know, my wages aren't high enough for you. Well, I'm just gonna sell the company. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Elder was like, I mean, like if you're employed at Elder's companies, like, like you know, he, just he, it, it's a rough negotiation. <laughs> yeah, like don't get too excited about any 401ks, okay? Like, <laughs> okay, like. It's just, gotta uh, make that money man <laughs> yeah. I, I mean i think to to, to to like just reiterate and give a little context like you know all four classes are as we said earlier extremely asymmetric blah blah uh-huh. blah but like what's really interesting is each of them like basically they want different things so you're never ever competing with anyone else for the same thing it just happens to be that in your chase to grab the thing that you need you're going to have secondary tertiary effects on everyone else yeah so in a way it's it's like it's it's a beautiful thing to watch the interactions the first round may be a little bit uh rote just because you're setting up but by the second round it's always going like, oh my god! It, click, it kicks in. Yeah, like it's 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 very it's it's super interesting. It's super. I, I I felt the exact same way. I think I was just telling you the other day that like, you know, the first round I always say this is fun, but like, am I am I sort of like losing my excitement for this game because this is this is fun, but it's not like amazing right now. It's just like interesting right now. And then that second round hits, and then all of a sudden, like all your goals and needs and plans start to crystallize very like at that second round. And then I find personally, I don't think about like, oh, this isn't as fun as I wanted. Or, oh, this is really. I'm not thinking about how much fun I'm having. I'm just in it. 
Sure. I'm just, mm. I'm you are the totally worker. You, you're going like, I need to get healthcare for my people. Yeah. Uh, I'm not like analyzing, you know, the my mechanic. state of mind. Yeah. How did you, did you, did you have a similar experience to that elder? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I really appreciate in the game just how, you know, the different factions interlock. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like you, 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 like you said, you, you're going to be, what you're going after, you're going to impact. You're either going to be allying with a certain faction or you're going to be hurting them, mm-hmm. right? And that changes throughout the game, you mm-hmm. know. And 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 also the the way that the um the 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 action mechanism works is really interesting. Like having those cards mm-hmm. um kind of send you in direction, and and a, you, it's like you can't help but have a really interesting story take place and you you kind of can't help but role play like yeah. the, like the game really thrusts you like very deeply into the mindset of whatever know, fact, the faction, whatever faction you're doing yeah. yeah so before we get into how those cards work because that is really that's actually to me the part where it's like more, most like a game yeah you know yeah. let's just let's talk about these factions yeah. and what they do so um, Paul, talk about um, the, the working class, the, the working class experience, the downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, like uh, the working class, the people of my heart. Uh, basically, uh, they are <laughs> just. I'm just saying, like, you know, this is like, I'm like I, this is what I gravitate to. Like, they're uh, you. They're basically the population of uh, the game. They're the workforce. So every round, there'll be more and more workers. Uh, and what you need is for them to have jobs so that you can uh, provide them things like uh, health care or education or even if you're really good, like, you know, luxury goods. Like, you yeah. know, and, oh, and don't forget food. Yeah, food. <laughs> oh, <laughs> enough, yeah. Enough okay. money for food. So you're just <laughs> providing these basic things for uh, for your people. And the problem is like uh, each round, more and more people come in. And so. Uh, if you there's if there's if the capitalists or the uh, or the uh, government aren't providing jobs, then you're not going to make enough money to feed your people, mm-hmm. or even like educate them, or all these things. Like they, they just want the basic things, and the way that it's measured is it's basically happiness. So every time you're able to give all your people, not just you know like all your people, some healthcare, yeah, you'll get uh, you'll get a happiness bumping, and, and that'll translate to points. But of course. Now that you have healthcare, like more people want to come in, so like m- another person comes in. Yes, you know, like uh, or it's almost like you've given you've given the people healthcare, and now they've had a baby. Yeah, hundred percent, Like <laughs> the, the people have had a baby, baby, a communal so, baby. So this mass just keeps on growing and growing, and growing, and your working class game is basically trying to manage how how you're going to be able to support all these people and mm-hmm. give them some semblance of. Uh, of uh, happiness, you know, and, and there are things like you can do, like uh, you can start things like trade unions and which you can pay- organize. Exactly. Well, I mean, what's interesting about working class is that so you are, like you said, you're trying to provide these things for them. And the things that you provide all most of them have a, a pretty significant impact on the game, because, for instance, when we say you're providing education, you're not just you're not just getting a resource for them. You are actually training. You're turning your meeple. The gray meeples are unskilled workers, and they can they can be hired for a mm-hmm. variety of positions, but they're limited. And then when you use edu- when you acquire education, you can actually train someone from unskilled to skilled, and suddenly you have someone who uh, not only is can like, be a doctor, can, or, someone or can be a, a doctor, teacher. which means that they can take a a, a specific position in a in a 
company and then by by having that doctorate also means you can hire some more of your unskilled workers to come work with them absolutely what's really interesting too is the interaction right you educate your unskilled worker he becomes or she becomes or they become they become a uh uh, what you call it uh, a doctor and then all of a sudden like the capitalist or the state goes oh i can open a uh, a hospital now because mm-hmm. there's someone to staff it right so like it's this it's this ever feeding cycle because that's like a chicken and the egg thing right elder where it's like you see uh there's a doctor an unemployed doctor or medical professional so the capitalist player or the middle class mm-hmm. might think i'm going to open up a medical business the other way around is there's a medical business that's open that's there's there's a job that's available so then the working class is going to be inspired to train to to go into medicine exactly it's 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 just as you theoretically were taught how the economic market works <laughs> like oh here's supply here's demand here are some here's some supply well you know like let's 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 do that and it, it it it'd be no good if you know you had all these media people and had all these, uh, you know, like I guess farms. Like you know, yes. like it, it, it's, it's it's like not. It's, it's it's so interesting how it interacts. But basically, the workers—that's what they do. They're trying to consume and trying to feed their uh, uh, feed their populace. Which, as reductive as that sounds, and it might not sound really glorious or glamorous. It's it's true to what work you know the working mm-hmm. class does. They're just trying to survive and they're trying to have a nice life. Mm-hmm. And so I, I love that. And then you have on the other end of the spectrum, you have the capitalist class. And by the way, there's some there's some other really cool stuff that the working class does. But I almost want to talk about the capitalist class uh, first too, because I would say even though there's four factions, I would say that like the central the central relationship in this game slash conflict conflict. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't necessarily it have to be it that way. It actually right. does. Look, we can have games where they work together, yeah. but it feels like the relationship between the working class and the capitalist class is sort of the backbone of this game so much so that if you play with two players by the way and we'll get back to player account later on but with two players you're only playing capitalists and working class and then with three players you layer in the middle class and four players you layer in the state so just the fact and that is by the way as of this recording because i do believe that they are working on some sort of like um automa Mm -hmm. to take the role of different classes so maybe Mm -hmm. like fingers crossed people can play whatever class they want and they can automate the other ones but um so before we talk about some of the other interesting things that working class can do let's talk about the capitalist class so elder that was your obviously that like spoke to, you know to your soul and who you are so can, can you can you talk about some of the, like what the capitalist class experience is like in this game yeah so uh you know again basically you're trying to, to maximize your profits right so you're trying to make as much money as possible it seems like a pretty Simple, simple enough goal. Right? On the back of the working man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the 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 feeling that I had was that like I couldn't make enough money, right? Yeah. Like like especially in those like initial <laughs> rounds, it's like okay, like I feel like I'm doing pretty good, right? Because I did you know sell all this stuff and I made these deals and you know I got the you know everything's working. I'm producing goods. But then you get hit with like you gotta you you gotta pay people to work. <laughs> you, and, you, and you say it with that tone, and then I go like, "Yeah, yeah. That, that's why you're a capitalist." <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and you know, and they they want things like healthcare, and then and then on top of that, you gotta pay taxes. Yep, there's right? taxes in this game. Yeah. You, you hear it, right, everyone? You hear his tone, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's like you know the nerve of some folks. Like, <laughs> 
<laughs> so so yeah, just like managing that, and it was just like a complete, you know, like I just felt like I was always underestimating, or at least you know, definitely in those first couple of rounds, like how much money I actually needed to make mm-hmm. to to run the company to to run the companies and to have it work, and like, is this company really doing what I needed to do? And then I and I know you know the first time through, I didn't. Um, I didn't really, and I, I, I think it would take several plays to get the kind of strategy towards like what is the right mix of companies, mm-hmm. depending on what's happening in the game. Like, you know, do you want to go and have like one of each type of company, or do you want to kind of specialize in one? Because there's different. When you say different different type of companies, because there's sort of different. I don't want to say verticals, as long as we're talking like corporate, like verticals, yeah. but like there's. There's sort of like these just sort of general categories. Yeah, like one one's producing. You know, you have hospitals that are producing the healthcare. You have universities that are doing the education. You're producing food and you're producing luxury items and media and media too. and and media as well, right? Um, and um, that's influence with for later on. That's when we talk about policies. That's where influence comes into play, right? And All then this is fake news. The, the, <laughs> actually, there are I love cards that, that say that fake, fake news. news there are great. fake. You can play a fake news card yeah. in this game. Yeah, I played it for sure. Um, <laughs> As did I, and I was the government, which is <laughs> very <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> narratives, narratives. But what, one of the most interesting aspects I found was this whole like the the game definitely encourages you to um, to go offshore. Right to produce goods and that yes. are that are cheaper out of the country as the capitalist then, player, meaning as the capitalist player, yeah, yeah, and then to to bring them in and then sell them for you know a higher you know markup. Wow, uh, it sounds so antithetical to what I experienced <laughs> in America. <laughs> and, that's, and it was funny because you were doing that. You were, yeah. um, you know, like something. So the the capitalist player, you know, they they. They open up these companies. Yeah. They they create jobs. They set wages, etc. But also, like you are, you're when you produce stuff in your companies, and this goes also the middle class and the state can also open up companies, and both the, and the capitalist player can choose to either when they when you produce, you can either put them in your little storage and right. sell them to the other sell your stuff to the other players like the working class who in the desperately market. needs the domestic market domestic market the, yeah. you know in the domestic market the middle class the the working class they desperately need healthcare education all the things that we need to get by in life um, but the capitalist player has the option to just um, say no I'm not going to sell this to you <laughs> I'm going to sell it abroad yeah <laughs> I'm going to export it and 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 that was it was. It was exciting to me, like when I saw that, <laughs> like like the, the the glint in your eye when you say that is just so crushing. <laughs> the idea, like, oh, and it was exciting to me when I when I was just selling all the things that you needed it overseas to some I, random country. Yeah, it was great. Anyway, how are you doing, worker class? I I had never seen this side of Elder before. Like the way that you transformed into just like. A crazy Jeff Bezos type. Like I, I thought you were just gonna go into literal space <laughs> oh, at that point. Like I remember, like he was like, he was just so happy when he goes, "Oh, and now I'm gonna buy my private island." Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not only that, at one point, at one point, um, Elder like basically forced the government into bankruptcy <laughs> <laughs> because the the state. I've been jumping out a little bit. The state, you know, we all have our tro- our money, etc. That we that we have. But the state's money sort of exists on the game board. So whenever there are taxes, the ta- taxes, 
anything that the state anything the state pays for or receives money for it goes like to a pool the and, treasury. Yeah. And that money goes to pay wages in the public companies. It goes to pay for if there's a earthquake, because there can be an earthquake. Right. <laughs> you pay for emergency this or that. Oh. And Elder, you just you just <laughs> raided the company. That's like you ra- raided the state. Like you, I mean, like you go a forced no. sale, a forced sale of what was like education or something. Yeah, like, you sold like, like edu- nine yeah, pieces. Like, like yeah. So the state was forced to buy elders' education, essentially. Yeah. It was almost like you, as the capitalist, had cronies in the government and were like, hey, like, hook hook me up. Yeah. like, And, and that was, again, that was like another really fun part of the game was that like the, the cards that I was getting were really directing me to make these backdoor deals with the government, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And it was like, I remember like I was constantly like in between rounds was like, hey, government. It did not you know? occur to me until just it all coming in. Like, like, oh, this game might be triggering for some people. <laughs> oh, no. There are like a lot of times. It's, it is. It could be 100% triggering. Yeah. 100%. But I actually, but like in a, Hopefully a, in a fascinating space. way. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like, it, it's, yeah. Yeah. But, but, but like you say it, I go like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Because uh, like when I played the capitalist, I, I didn't have those cards in my initial hand. So it went a completely different way. Like, you mm. know, like, like, so, but we'll talk about how the cards affect it later. But like, uh, yeah. but it was, it's just interesting. But now one thing. So, you know, I mentioned this very briefly, but, you know, when you open up your companies and any, any player that opens up companies sets wages and there's actually a minimum wage in this game one we talked about policies and we say that there's 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 several policies in this game that sort of exist at the top level of the board and one of the policies is the minimum wage and if basically minimum wage is at if 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 the if the the spirit of the government is in the neoliberal space versus the socialist space. You know, minimum wage is going to be really low. And um, when minimum wage, and, and as uh, anyone who's opening up a company can set wages at three different tiers, like a high, medium, or a low. So usually when minimum wage is really low, you're, most people running their companies are going to have low wages. But this is now one of the things that I think is really fascinating about the game is the relationship. With, this is where we start to see more relationship issues between these two classes because um, when you, as the capitalist player, for instance, set your wage, Paul, if Paul is unhappy with the wages that you've set, Paul actually, the working class player... I have recourse. <laughs> you have recourse. <laughs> And which basically, I can strike. For example, Paul can go on strike. And, and basically, if that happens, I don't get paid. But uh, the capitalist—I almost said elder—but <laughs> 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 the, the, the capitalist did not get product. And so it's like you know, it's like I'll sink us both. I'll sink. <laughs> don't yeah. do it. Don't do it. Just just give me the extra five bucks, or, or we're all going down. Uh, but either way, I mean, it's still, I think it's so cool that you can you can have a strike. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that you elder can say I need more I need to increase my my margins so I got to pay like rock bottom wages and you say well you better think about that because I'm going to go on strike and then maybe you say elder you say well guess what I'm going to close down the company I'm selling this company and now you don't have to worry about a strike cuz you're all unemployed at which point then you have Paul has yet another trick up his sleeve which is uh, it's called demonstration so basically if I have enough unemployed people I I I go I'm going to demonstrate and basically what this does is like by the end of the round if there are not if I have a certain amount of unemployed people in my in my little pool what will happen is like all those I count that number and I get to subtract you know uh, victory points 
from any of the three uh, other factions <laughs> mm-hmm. at my discretion. Yes. So if there's like 10 unemployed people, you can say, okay, I want capitalist class lose seven points mm-hmm. and middle class lose, you know, no, three it, points. It's going to go like, Elder, if you don't solve this problem, you are losing 10 points right now. So I yeah. strongly encourage you to, to, to do the right thing. Yeah. And, that, and, you, and those, those are the things that people, we, that we, we wind up saying these things around yeah. the table, right? Yeah. Like, like I, I, I get so passionate about it. Like, it's like the, uh, the LARPing is so seamless. I don't even know that's happening. Like, you know, yeah. that's, that's how, you that's don't. How, you're just going in there. Like, all of a sudden, you are playing your class in a way that you did not expect. Like, you know, I did not expect Elder to go like, oh, well, you're not, you, you don't want to work? Fine. We're going to sell the, the company. <laughs> what, what are you doing, Elder? Goes, hey, I got my bottom line to deal yeah. with. <laughs> and I mean, like, like, in the same silky smooth voice. <laughs> <laughs> silky, silky smooth CEO. But it was funny because I, I, in the game that we played, I was the state and I was, I would listen to the, the conversation and like Elder, you were like, look, you know, it's nothing personal. I just, this is, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta make money. Yeah. I, 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 and, and you are not people to me. <laughs> he does say he likes resource management. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, he's like human resource management. Um, but, um, but what's also cool is, you know, that since there are these other factions, there's also the middle class um, and the middle class. I'm not going to get too much into the middle class because it's sort of right in between both. Like the middle class can open up companies just like the capitalist player. Middle class can provide workforce like the working class player. It's kind of, it's a funky faction in the sense that it's got a little bit of both. Um, It's the finesse faction Mm -hmm. that we like to say. That's right. I have a hot take on them, actually. Yes, I would love to hear the hot take. Basically, like they are, if you look at them, they are the product of the the conflict between the two... uh, the two, the, the working class and the capitalists, they, they go like, oh, if these guys are fighting, there's an opportunity for me to thrive. Mm-hmm. You know, and so they they actually do very well, like when the environment is like, oh, this is very uh, working class uh, beneficial. They go, well, what I'll do is I will like ride that a little bit. This is very capitalist beneficial. I will ride that. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, they're playing the same, they're, like I you said, both games, but they're, they're, Dodging and not dod, ducking and weaving there. They 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 have a unique advantage in that they can sort of sustain themselves. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. because like capitalist player needs the working class, working class needs the capitalist player, but the middle class can actually make its own companies and just produce its own stuff, and then it's just like good to go. Yeah. Right. Uh, like so, they are they are remarkably self sufficient. Uh, they don't do anything as well as. Like they're not going to make it workers as, as as fast as the working class, and they're not going to build businesses as profitable as the uh, business class. But they have the ability to be independent, mm-hmm. and all that, and and that's a valid strategy in this economic you know, ecosystem. They, I, because I think that by being independent, they can actually be disruptors. As exactly, hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, because they can they can say. Eh, I think maybe especially politically, because because you don't really ever know which way the polit- the middle class is like who they're going to ally with. Like, like, and, and that's and I think what we found that in our game that like uh, I'm not going I'm not going. Hey, elder, why don't you vote with me? That it's rarely ever the case. The only time that might be is like taxes. But what more often goes? I want this. Elder wants this. Hey, uh, David Gilson would be the person who would play the vote. Hey, David, please align with me because like you know that way we can't X Y Z. And elder is mm-hmm. going, David, dude. We're job providers. Align with me, yeah. and uh, you know, and it's just this 
awesome dynamic of how it's all still interconnected. It's, yeah. it's and, and he's always contemplating that, that middle class player mm-hmm. of like, you know, who, who am I going to this time around? Who am I going to side with? Like, what's, what's more what's, advantageous to me? Exactly. Absolutely. At yeah. that moment. Yeah. And I, you know, I think one thing that really can't be overlooked is that there is a, a really fascinating economic dynamic between the, between the factions because um, not only because the middle class, they have they have smaller companies, but they still produce. It means that actually the the middle class is in direct competition with both other factions. The middle class is in competition with the working class for jobs, and also in competition with the capitalist class to sell goods. And so you know that's a ha- that's a glass half full, full half empty thing because you can say oh. The, the middle class is a person who provides uh, function for both classes. They, they provide jobs for uh, workers and they provide uh, uh, workers for bigger companies. Like, it's, it's the same thing. And, <laughs> and when the middle class sends their workers to take the jobs at the bigger companies, then the working class, there are fewer positions for the working class. Now, that means either the working class have to work in the, the sort of the small mom and pop shops of the middle class or they have to go to the public companies. And then don't forget, you can also set like you're setting different wages. So now all of a sudden the working class of the middle class and the capitalist class and the public companies can say, hey, why don't you come work for me? I'm going to give you a, a more competitive wage, mm-hmm. you know, it- and it's it sort of is like this weirdly vast this like this the between the selling of the goods and and um and like making you know courting workers and also trying to just to get ahead like there's this weird you I you can't even map it like it, it's not it's not even supply and demand it's just this sh- crazy inter- interdependency when you were a capitalist player elder did you feel like you were competing with david at all in his the way he was playing the middle class no no mm-hmm. i didn't feel that like again I, I just felt like you know i gotta keep an eye on him mm-hmm. you know and like can i trust him um but i felt <laughs> but i felt like see it's but i, can but the, I felt can like the capitalist, can the capitalist class trust the middle class right but I, anyone, anyone but i felt like i could trust them much better than a working class though thank like you, the work the you. working class did screw me so i mean it was interesting because when i played the middle class we uh, so uh paul candace matt three and i we played a full in-person game of this we spent all day playing it and i was the middle class and I actually really it was it was challenging, but I really enjoyed the middle class because it was it's tough. You have like you have to make really difficult decisions. It's there's no every round there's no clear way forward. Mm-hmm. And I found there were um, I was competing with Candace. Candace was the capitalist, and I was competing with Candace because mm. um, we because it was a different game. Right, we were just playing a different game. Yeah, and um, I felt like I was competing with her to sell goods to Matt Number Three, who was the working class. Um, I felt like I was also I was competing to take workers. I think I was like really trying hard. I was offering. I was try- if I remember correctly, I was really employing the working class i wanted to woo those workers because then that was going to give me more stuff to produce which meant more stuff to sell or consume it was really fascinating like that i felt an economic game in, in not just like a political or like a like, social like social game but it, but that there was i was it was a I, I was mindful of what people's prices were and wages were like mm-hmm. they're like the negative space between the conflict of the working class and the uh uh and the capitalist class like they're 
in everywhere in between like you know mm-hmm. and so like in the, as as the working class and the uh, capitalists as their dynamic shifts so does you know the shift in the play of the middle class yeah and the other thing with the middle class that's interesting too is you know we talked about how since the middle class can just produce and consume their own stuff um since that can become ultimately a powerful thing it then becomes for a working class maybe the working class says oh i want to consume what the middle class is making before they can consume it because otherwise they're getting they get all the stuff easily so then you have like i think that happened in our game where matt was consuming the goods that i was making and so then i had to go buy stuff from the capitalist player it was like this this like daisy chain of like needs and mm-hmm. supplies which i thought was fat like that was just like a fascinating dynamic but then in other games it's not like that at all like it right. always like how the market of the game evolves is is totally dependent on just how the ecosystem that you create with 100%. your fellow players um mm-hmm. the last faction is the state and um uh, I the first game we played, I was the state, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed. I enjoyed the state way more than I thought I was going to. Um, I remember because reading the rules. You're Iron Fist. I'm the Iron. <laughs> the, very, the very first thing I played, the very first card I played, I believe was fake news. Yes, right. Like, yeah. I said we're starting this game off, and I am already brainwashing the people. <laughs> you're like any any political uh, influence you have. Let's just take that off the table right now. Yeah, <laughs> and the state is interesting because it operates very differently. The state. The state just wants legitimacy, and and the the, the player the the state player has like these tracks that show again not your popularity, but how legitimate these classes think you are. You know, because if you lose legitimacy, you're you, the, it's probably going to fall apart. And so you are constantly trying. You're trying. You're doing like an all around strategy. And so as the state, you do think there there are events that come up only, and this the events only happen when there's a state player. So at three players or fewer, there's no there's no events. But there are events um, where you can maybe give a stimulus to the capitalist class. You cho- usually you choose the the events are kind of they are very um, they they are like uh, in in reality TV. There's a term for it like competitions that are aimed to get. Like it's a competition, yes, but it's aimed to get people angry at each other, mm. and like that's what these events are like. It's like, oh, you can give a stimulus to either the capitalist class or the middle class, and you're kind of like, like everyone's getting pitted against each other, and the state has to kind of navigate that, which is like a very fun thing to do. And then the state is all trying to offer up, you know, it's the state has public companies, so mm-hmm. it's trying to compete in that way because the state the state wants to sell stuff because that way the state. That way, the, the, there's more money in the state treasury, and the more money that's in the state treasury, the better able the state is able to use that to meet the be needs awesome. of the society. <laughs> yeah, no. so it just adds another layer. No, it, it's interesting. I, I, I look at the state and I go like, oh, ultimately, the legitimacy is a metric of how much they have served the various classes. Mm-hmm. It's it, you know because because the state basically is only there so that. <clears throat> You know, each class gives them the thumbs up. Yep. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. and so, and the way the state generally does that is service. Like, you know, like, how have you helped me? Uh, the middle class goes, have you given me the things I need to start a business? The capitalists go, like, have you, uh, have you dropped taxes in a way that, like, you know, make it acceptable for me? And, you know, workers, like, have you given me cheap health care or whatever? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and those tracks wind up just being a, a metric of the service that the state has provided, which, which I think is totally legitimate <laughs> yeah well but also there's a there's a very strong dynamic between the capitalist and the state where the tax money that the that the capitalist pays which is the most painful part 
of that role mm-hmm. is going to the state. Yes. Well, but it's like in some games you say it's it would seem that the state would always want high taxes. Right. I mean, I think the state would always want high taxes. But then I remember when we played, I did get those taxes real nice and high. And uh, you were like, but, you know, you got to help you got to help the, the, the job makers, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God, I, I do need to help the job makers because you weren't you weren't opening up new companies as a result. Right. So then, I mean, admittedly, in that game, Paul did cheat. We should mention Paul was a, was wow, a big cheater. Wow. Was a big, cheater. big fat cheater. Like it, it's, it's typical for the state and the capitalist to blame the working class <laughs> for like, you know, for like trying. Like there's a loophole it, or it was, you know, like I didn't know the law. And all of a sudden, you guys go, well, you broke the law. I goes, I didn't, you guys haven't, you guys weren't clear about this. And he goes, you're, you know, like, it's your fault. Society's <laughs> falling apart because of you. Typical state and <laughs> typical capitalist. It was. Well, yeah. that was a funny game because what, what had happened was that uh, uh, at the start of every round, you are uh, the, the, the working class player and the middle class player bring new people into this, into this country. And in that first game, I think we did like around three rounds where we didn't have the working class automatically bring in two more, two more people. And that's like actually has a very big impact because for reasons that are not important to get into, but it's impactful. And, um, it was just funny because in the, be- in the first part, part of the game as a state, I was all about taxing you elder and just like getting all the money I could. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way, ideally I could, I don't know even remember why I wanted to use that money, but I just wanted the money. But then, and I was like really allied with Paul. I was like, yeah, we are working together. The state looks, the state is looking after its people. Okay. It's people. But then Paul, as, as Paul, I looked after the people and then the people did very well because of that. And then the people were, cause David was, David was sort of like just trying to figure out the middle class. He was sort of in his own Island there. This, that it was a learning game. Although he did come roaring back out of nowhere. Yeah. But, um, but so Paul suddenly starts doing really, really well and he's doing a little bit too well. I mean, he's just like getting all this prosperity and it's like, he's getting this prosperity because I'm just fully, you know, I'm in his, on, in his corner and our, and our principal job maker is being hamstrung. So then all of a sudden I started pivoting towards you. And now Paul became the problem because Paul was like, his, as, as people often pin me for. Yes. Cause your working class was like, like ravenously, like just like, it was like rampant consumerism. Just like, Every single thing was just like, just like if there's a cell phone, they're getting it and they're happier. And they were, it was just like, wait a second. <laughs> I, I, I know. I, I, feel, I feel like you're 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 wind up disparaging the developing class, Ben. Uh, like, but it was such a funny tale. Like it was such a funny story that it told. I'm like, this, oh, oh we're gonna support the working class, and then this working class that just like exploded and like, was just like it was calling all the shots. At, at this point, all three people, David, Ben, and Elder, were just so nasty to me <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair you you also really exploded because you had um you I, had I, a rule wrong yeah you got a rule wrong yeah, yeah, but, yeah but it was still a funny dynamic because yeah. it's still it's actually still something that could happen it, 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 even yeah. with the rule right exactly right. It, it, it's just it was just very it's a great dynamic it was a just great fun storytelling we're all we're, we're always going to go back to this as far as like oh remember that game where even though like even though i played it wrong like you know the narrative that came the emergent narrative was just so funny mm-hmm. yeah so so funny it was yeah. just it was just very very the un, smart the undocumented 
workers uh, <laughs> expansion. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's so great. But so now, like, I mean, we've talked a lot about how these factions, the sort of things you can do with these factions, but like the way you actually do them, which gets all the way back to what you mentioned before, Elder, is that there's card play. This is actually a card driven game. Elder, can you talk about like how you take your turn in this game or like what the options are for you on your turn? Yeah, so I think every round, like, so each, each faction has its own, um, deck of um special action cards right mm-hmm. um and you shuffle them and you're gonna get like every round you get um 10 card is it 10 eight, uh, it's eight. eight cards total. it's eight cards but you only get to play six of them right so you're gonna have two two left over and um you always have to play a card on your turn but you don't have to do the thing that's on the card you, there's actually a whole um, host of like basic actions that you could do. I think it's what like five or six actions, something like that. Yeah, yeah a that, lot of them. that you get that you get to take. And sometimes you really want to take those actions. Um, but again, the, the the stuff that's on the cards is is often very compelling. There there are typically I think stronger actions than the basic actions that you could take in the game. Um, and again, I think that's really where a lot of the storytelling takes place because it's just very. Um, you know, kind of like directed and and um, and thematic. What's mm-hmm. happening uh, on the cards? Like again, you know, we mentioned the, you know, I couldn't wait to get my own private island, and, <laughs> and, I, and I'm looking at my I'm looking at my hand, and off of my experience in the rounds was like, and again, a lot of it had to do with the state, and it's like, oh, oh, hey, state, hey, you know, I got a I got a deal, I got a hot bill coming through. We got some, you know, yeah. like an, an educational. Um, you know, project that's coming up that I think you're going to be interested in. <laughs> you know, we want to we want to talk. You know, take care of me. I'll take care of you. Yeah, and I, and at first when you so when you do the private island, you get like a, it was like eight points or something like that, yeah. five or eight points. Right. And I remember when you played that card, I was like, oh my god and then it was like oh but you're buying that island from the state so all of a sudden i was like oh i just got fifty more dollars. Oh yes, please enjoy your island. You yep. know, and that actually kind of that kind of to me encapsulates a lot of what this game is that like you do something and at first you're like oh like damn it and then you're like wait a second but this opens up a whole new opportunity for me you know Mm -hmm. like the pendulum is constantly swinging in so many ways but also i think that the card play though uh when you when you have to choose with from these cards versus your basic actions it's not always an easy choice no like you would think you would think you just always do the best what seems to be the best thing but like you there is you do want to sequence your actions like maybe you're like um i want to maybe have a uh like an election like a like an instant election right now get this policy to where it can be so then i can play this card because some of the cards actually can't even be played unless the policies are certain ways which is actually one of my favorite aspects of the card play because i like that integration of policy and card play i actually wish maybe there was like a little bit more of that Mm -hmm. i haven't really thought about it too much but i like something that is still you know sometimes i found that we don't always focus too much on the policies we focus on them but sometimes i feel like in every game i played later on i'm always like gosh like I should have been paying more attention to this policy table. And so I think the cards are really good reminders to say, hey, focus on that policy but table. Isn't that life? Isn't <laughs> such like yeah, life where you go like, yep. oh, here's, here's this law that's going to be passed. It's gonna, it's, you know, it'll be fine. And go, okay. Go, oh, my God. Now I can't feed my kids. Oh, yeah. my God. Like some, some terrible thing. It's like, oh, if I just paid attention to this stupid policy, I, I wouldn't be. I would have only is, voted. That's yes. right. <laughs> I, think, I think there's actually the emergent play of this. I mean, because we've, we've again, we've, Paul and I have played the most. 
but we've, I still feel like we've barely scratched the surface is that like there, it's really important to utilize that, um, that policy table, yeah. you know, cause you can get a lot of points from it. It can do a lot of things, but, um, but it's cool. Like when you have cards that you want to play, but you can't play them yet. Cause you need the, po- the, 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 the policies to change. And we just played last week, Paul. And, you know, I had several excruciatingly difficult decisions where I'm like, I want this card is so good. I want this card, but I have to burn it because I, it's like, it's mandatory that I take one of these basic actions because they're basic, but it doesn't mean that they're bad. They're like, very important actions that you have to take yeah yeah no i I had to do that when i was playing the capitalist i had to take media which is a it it feels like you're not you're taking a suboptimal move Mm -hmm. but in for my game if i didn't take that move i would have just lost in in a way that was like oh like it can be that way it can be where you you have to make strong choices no not strong it's not right difficult choices about your cards of what mm-hmm. you need to do versus what you want to do when i think mm-hmm. i think the best games are that way where he goes i i want to do this but i need to do this yes. and that is and that's awful and delicious and, and juicy and mm-hmm. then the next round you're like damn it why did i burn that card i need that card so desperate like yeah. what seemed like a, a throwaway card last round this round is like oh my god this is the most important thing right. you know um especially Especially because, I mean, to go back to the policy, maybe we should segue into the policies, discussion mm-hmm. of the policies. The policies are really important ways of keeping other players in check. Especially, you know, I think that as the capitalist player, I get this, the capitalist player, I feel like, is often on defense. Yeah. They like that, that because the way the capitalist player gains points in this game is that, you know, at the end of the round, the capitalist player, after taxes, after paying wages, you take the money that you've earned from that round and you move it into your Swiss bank account. And then based on how big your Swiss bank account is, you're going to get some points. So if you get that, if you get that cash big in the beginning, you're setting up like a, like a recurring, like you're setting up a foundation for huge points every single round. So everyone is like trying a, like a compound interest, type a thing. compound interest. <laughs> yeah. And I think everyone's trying to make sure that the capitalist player is just like, always like not going to be building that foundation well, it's interesting like like i think this podcast should be called like sympathy for the capitalist player like, <laughs> uh, 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 powered by the rolling stones <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like one of the ways that that's one of the way that's achieved is again like raising taxes which takes you to the policy thing so in this game we said before there's like seven policies and on your turn one thing that you can do all all, all players can propose a policy and you can move the like every policy has three zones and so for five of the policies, like the leftmost zone, that policy is like in its socialist place. And then the rightmost is in a neoliberal place. And then two of the policies vacillate between globalism and nationalism, which is just so fast. It's so interesting. Like as you do these things, like saying, oh, I'm pushing for this, this country to be more nationalist or no, we need to have a more global economy. Like it's so cool that that's just like... It's not even just like window dressing. It's like you ha- you wind up saying these things as you do these actions, yeah, no. you know. And, and they're majorly impactful. Like Ben oh, yeah. and I, uh, on our last game, we played something different. Like we we went with the we're going to make this a nationalistic system, and the yeah. capitalists did fairly well. Like you know, basically forcing uh, forcing. Uh, the I was worker- the working class, and and it seemed. So the the what was good about having a national system for me was that by having a nationalist a nationalist uh, government, 
then uh, Paul, as the capitalist player, was not allowed to make business deals with other countries. Sell my goods abroad. Oh, you weren't allowed to. Uh, uh, well, you could uh, sell your goods I, I, abroad, but you couldn't import goods. Exactly. You couldn't import goods. You had to produce here in this country, which meant which meant Ben got. Uh, had to have businesses like I had to open companies in order to bend to get employed. But then the the flip side of that is because it was very nationalist. The tariffs were really because there are tariffs in this game. Yeah. Amongst, <laughs> like there, I mean, there's so much going on in this game. But there's there are tariffs, and so it meant that because it was nationalist, the tariffs were super high. Which meant that for me as the working class, I was when it came time for me to buy food because every round at the end of the round you got to feed you literally feed your workers. It was more expensive for me to import my food, so I had to then come crawling back to crawling. Paul. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> crawling. Back. Paul, the capitalist player, and buy my stuff from him. Yeah. <laughs> you want to eat? You come to me. <laughs> so he was like, it was interesting that like the 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 business deals that he normally was able to do, which Elder you relied on very heavily, right. Paul sacrificed those, but then he forced me, like this is where the economic aspect of it, he sort of forced me to go to him. Mm-hmm. But then what did I do? Oh, but I had a recourse. <laughs> recourse. <laughs> My great thing was uh, that I was able to get uh, a really high minimum wage, like the best minimum wage you could get. So it was, mm. it was a socialist uh, I was a it was a socialist nationalist <laughs> policy. <We're tweeted>. <laughs> <laughs> so I had like maximum wages, which was great. So I had I had tons of money, and so the rounds where I was really flush, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I know he's trying to like manipulate this so I buy from him. I'm like, I'm going to spend extra to import this, mm. which is like. I sort of imagine that, like, you know, in in life, you know, you have, like, a little bit extra spending money. You say, you know what, I'm not going to just go to, I'm not going to just, I'm not just going to go to the, to Ralph's or Vons or, or you know, wherever. I'm going to go to Italy and get myself something special. You know, mm-hmm. like, that's how I envision it in my mind. Like, we were mm-hmm. flush with our big wages that we didn't have to cater. But then I would be poor because of that and I'd have to go back to Paul. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's- and then And then in our game... You had weren't you producing your own food? You had like oh, these I like the, uh, these cooperative farms, and I got so <laughs> I, had a, a, I had a cooperative farm. Uh, uh, so, so working class, like you know, uh, has the uh, opportunity if they get the right cards to build these cooperative farms. So like you, know, you just use three people, and now you, you you turn a lot into like a garden, and that really uh, what it really does is it trips up the capitalists because now i don't i need less food from the capitalists the capitalists then decide well i'm going to sell my stuff to like you know the the other countries and they go okay well i don't need you and then like it's, it just causes the dynamic that is so rich yeah and on top of that by the way as you mentioned before that because you made it a national society you had to because you couldn't import goods to sell you had to open up more companies mm-hmm. to produce more things and because you opened up more companies i could employ more workers and because i employed more workers i could organize more and so i was able to set up more trade unions which gives also the working class points so like all these are just kind of like really interesting examples of like interesting stories that get created every time you play this. Absolutely. You know, and like these domino effects. Okay. If we're really going to tell this, the tale of this country, the tale of the country was that um, you open up these companies and then there was like an influx of population. I had, there were too many people, not enough jobs. So then I held a demonstration 
you know, which would have, which then cost you a bunch of points. And then to, to fix that, you went to the politics table and you proposed a bill to expand the government because you can expand the government in this game. And by expanding the government, it meant that the government could open up more public companies. And by opening up more public companies or more jobs for my workers, which meant they could no longer demonstrate and cost you points. And like that to me is like, I mean, like that's just great. Like to me, that is that is such that is so impressive. Like that you have all these things you can do in the game, and because one person does one thing, or we have a policy of the lay of the land. Like this is the vibe of of not the vibe, but this is the way it has to work. We go down a path that is telling a story and affecting the gameplay and creating decisions that we all have to make. Like to me, that is it's like kind of brilliant you know well also um in in our game right didn't you i remember you you joking about the imf like (laughs) basically like broke the government like was it like three times yeah yeah so like uh there is the state player has to worry about going bankrupt yes because if the government goes bankrupt then imf comes in mission possible for us (laughs) they, they come in and then they go okay Here's some money, and then they impose austerity, basically, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and it just changes all it's the very austere. Uh, and and so, like, there was a point where I had so much influence that I would, do, you know, what I'm just going to bankrupt the government. Let's see how it goes. Sorry, Ben. <laughs> no, and I was actually, oh, I was for it because when you bankrupt, when you have IMF intervention, it causes a reset of all the policies. Right. And I think at that time, I was interested in resetting mm-hmm. the policies because it would. I think it was going to impact. I think you were going to, Paul, your the, wages would drop all the way down to like sure, but, but, super bad. But but I was, uh, but employment was already high for me. And like I had both co op farms. So I, I didn't have a need to buy food in the right. same way. It was a learning game. So I thought it was going to be a good idea. Yeah. No, it wasn't. But it worked out. Yeah, it was great. And like for me, I was going, like, oh, now Ben has, uh, Ben's legitimacy is, is hurt a little bit. And so now, like, I don't have to worry about his points. And so I can focus mm-hmm. on the real threat, which is obviously the capitalist. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a cool, like, the IMF intervention is a very cool thing because um, the state the state can also actually wind up getting a lot of points pretty quickly. And so to have the IMF, it's a good way to check the state player. But also, it's a good, it's, the IMF has a really interesting purpose, too, I believe, because some more of the policies that you can vote on are that um, the state... The state offers um, healthcare and education, and the cost of that depends on the policy that you have in place. So you can vote to have cheap, or you can vote to have affordable or free healthcare and education <laughs> separately. And so you might decide, like, let's just have like the best society ever, where healthcare is free and uh, education is free and it all seems wonderful and like wages are high but what happens is the state eventually is like uncle that's right i I yield i yield i yield (laughs) and then everything gets reset but it's a really good way to be like you know like if you try to go for all the things that you love that seem great for you it could come back to haunt you because the state could collapse and then you have some policies that work really against you yeah no it's and we see that in 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 life right like you know a country can't give everything to everyone 
all the time. That's not right. something uh, that is entirely yeah. feasible. So, right. like when you're like me playing the benevolent state, giving as much as stop, we can, stop, and you have stop. Paul as the working class fake just news, leeching, fake news, and you have Elder <laughs> as the capitalist class trying actively trying to bankrupt. It's you know, it's hard. Fake it's hard news. to be a uh, try to be like an honest politician. That's right. That's right. Well, I, I do remember having that feeling though that, um, like, you know, I, I wanted like I I was behind the the state and points um and i'm sure the, the working class at that point too but i i kept feeling like the state was was a threat and that like i had to stop them at at some point or at least slow them down but i also remember thinking that like well i don't want the state to go bankrupt like mm-hmm. i feel like if that happens that's not going to be good for me right so there was that you know that tension that was there which is like i feel like in general we don't want our our governments to go bankrupt, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but now speaking of the voting though, one thing I, that I think is really important to discuss, cause I think it's going to be the, I think it's going to be the most controversial aspect of this game. And, mm. it, and it might be truly the barrier for a lot of, a lot of people, which is um, the elections. So we, we talked about proposing these policies, but they're the way that we actually vote on them is really just a cube draw. I mean, it's basically mm. like, there's there's an election phase. You can have an instant le- election, like a referendum, but like at the end of every round, there's the rounds are broken up. We didn't talk about this. But rounds are broken up into there's like a there's like a housekeeping phase. There's the, there's this action phase. That's where you're playing the cards. After that, there's production. That's where you produce your goods, etc. And then we have elections. And so there is there's sort of like we 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 seed the bag and then we draw everyone declares what's what for we go through all the policies we go for each one we start and and before we do a draw we say okay everyone has to say what are they pro are they for or against the policy um and then we do a draw and it's you draw only five cubes and based on how that goes then we'll have an idea of, of what the election will be. But then there's like a blind bid moment where we can, we can Mod- bid modify. It. Yeah, we can mo- modify it. We have, there's a resource influence. That's what you get from the media companies. And, um, and then you, you can use that to modify this, this draw elder. What did you, how did you feel about this voting um, mechanic? I felt like it worked. Um, I just felt like, and, and my position, I mean, especially with that, that initial play where you, you know, got all that influence or stripped mm-hmm. influence away from, from the other players. And again, I wasn't heavily into media as, as well either. So I just felt like I had a very hard time controlling the elections or having the elections go, go my way. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like I was kind of forced to keep, you know, wages at a, at a, at least you know min, at, in the middle range if not the higher range most of the game and it was very difficult for me to change the tax situation mm-hmm. so right. but but again i felt like it worked i just felt like like the system worked i just didn't think that i was in a position to really take advantage of it as the other players what about you paul what did you think about this this cube draw like for me it has never bothered me because I'm a person who, uh, for this, the way it's presented, this randomness is fine for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if you're trying to really, like, agricola this game, like, you know, to really play it at a precision level where each move means, you know, something. An outcome that, an, an outcome, a like, outcome. Like this type of, uh, this type of uh, mechanic 
would probably be too too much of a swing for some people who, who are who are that mindset who go in like i'm going to play this uh and i'm going to optimize it perfectly it's just too big of a swing mm-hmm. like uh there were times when like in, in our first game i had all my cubes <laughs> in mm-hmm. in the thing and and things still didn't go my way mm-hmm. and it's only offset by the fact that i was crushing yeah. uh that i it was i wasn't sad <laughs> ravenous, about this ravenous uh, ravenous uh, uh, but uh but i can see how if your game is pivoted like if you've built to the moment where this vote comes at and you've stack the bag so that you should it should work out and it doesn't work out like i don't think any sort of narrative that you try to spin on it is going to make you feel good it's a yeah as trey would say it's a feel bad moment mm-hmm. yeah i i think it's gonna be um i think it's something that people who are interested in this game really have to decide if this is something they're going to be cool with because it's a long game it's a yeah, really yeah. long game and to have these moments that sort of come down to pulling random cubes uh i can see how for some people that can feel frustrating and it could also feel kind of underwhelming like you have all these sophisticated things going on in this game and then all of a sudden there's just like this little like dinky a very very basic thing but yeah yeah but like it didn't it 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 didn't bother me you know what because i think that um because you have that think, narrative. You, you you have the narrative. Well, there was the narrative. I mean, I think there was a lot. There's sort of like a dark comedy of like saying, okay, Love all right, my, my fellow middle class people, like we are proposing this because it's going to make your life so much we better. Need it. We need it. We're going to do it. We're, we're going we're gonna to all go to the polls, go to the polls. And oh, only one cube came. It's almost like, oh, you're like you were manipulated by other people who said no vote against your interests like that's the sort of the story right. you or, tell. You, or you just didn't show up to the you didn't polls show up right which was interesting to you yeah. it was a tuesday and like you know taco tuesday <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so it's like fun to to, to weave these net na- for me I, I like the narratives and i do think the influence game of gathering influence is is way more important than i think that we if they have even sort of given it because mm-hmm every the the state produces has all this influence that it produces and and i find that we rarely take advantage excuse me we never like really bought like i as the, when i played working class or middle class i was really bought buying it but i think it could be yeah i think that could be a feel bad moment you can like you said you can put like any narrative on it and and find the hu- the dark humor in it but like that would kind of it's it's i can i can see how someone could feel really kind of like about it you know if it doesn't work out and i feel like uh for me i feel like you could come up with a i don't know better is the right word but you can come up with a different mechanism that mm-hmm. really i don't know what that would be but like yeah. you know but it, it seems quite like in fact i had one before i just forgot it <laughs> but, but like but it, it's doable to, to change it so that it's not as coarse as as that mm-hmm. i almost feel like the designers there's so much going on in this game that they were just like we don't want to add a complexity another yeah. thing that's and we don't want it to we also don't want something that's going to bog down this phase we just sort of right. you know because the rounds are so long we just want to want this to be snappy yeah um but you know the thing that's the thing that i find sort of interesting about it is that if you succeed if you're if you if you're on the winning team your cubes are removed from the bag and then if you're losing they go back in so the more you lose the more the, the greater the chances are that you're going to win in the future right. and i'm sure there's probably some strategy around that about like you know, voting on uh, an item that's down on like a down ballot item, you know, 
But um, I think that for sure, that should be something that like, if, if you're someone who does not like a random outcome like that, especially in a big heavy game like this, you know, definitely pay attention to that. So that way you don't mm-hmm. embark on this and then get feel frustrated by that, sure, that sure. mechanic, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? I, I did feel though that it, in our game, just about every election was exciting though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. I, like it's I felt, funny and weird yeah, way. yeah, exactly. It was like, whoa, like that, you know, that win or that didn't go, or we, we mm-hmm. thought that was going to go another way. Yeah. But Everything is high stakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It all matters. Yeah, yeah. It all matters. Yeah. And, and, and the, 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 the political table can really move in interesting ways that can really just shape the game. And so, and, and, and I, I still feel like we have not, taken full advantage i mean we only started to play around with the 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 nationalism and globalism thing the most recent game you know but um a lot of game left a lot of games just a huge amount of game left um i want to talk about i mean we've sort of like talked about the theme as we've as we've gone along you know but like i guess maybe just to focus on that just a little bit more i mean what does this game get right? What does this game knock out right? Like, what? How do? How, where do you land on that? With the, with, with how does this game make you feel, Paul? In terms of like, like, it, like, I, I, I've theme. probably gone on the podcast and spoken about this game just a little bit, but like, this is probably my like, and I, I don't want to. I got to preface this because, like, you know, uh, whenever you're you fall in love, you speak in such. <laughs> big over you know overarching oh my this is the best thing she, for me she's the most important blah 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 and then like you know six months later you're like yeah she's okay <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but like right now i'm still in the honeymoon phase mm-hmm. and i feel like this is like probably one of the if like if there was a better version of me this is exactly the type of game that that version would design mm-hmm. because the thought process of it is really like you know like someone said Let's make this as elegant as possible, as interactive as possible, and as relevant as possible. All in one game. And, you know, and for all, aside from the fact there are four different factions, it's a lot of teach. Each faction is pretty learnable. Like, there's no real... They're actually pretty easy to play. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like if, it, if, if you were just one faction, you'd be... The teach would be done in a half hour, and you would be able to play deep with it. As, so... It has all, it makes, and the reason why I feel I, uh, it's really my type of game is because, and I don't want to sound like Dimitri, but like, you know, because it's teaching you something that you probably didn't know about yourself. For, for example, when you play the working class, you really put yourself in that situation just by the, the sheer force of what uh, your, uh, your class needs to do. At the same time, you know, you, uh, in a different game, you play the capitalist class. And for all of it, when I was playing the capitalist, I go like, the capitalist has nothing negative about the working class, aside from the fact that it's taking away the thing that they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm not trying to crush you because you are so many and gross. It's because, like, if I don't, you know, if I give you all the money you want, I don't meet my goals. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost such, it's the way I describe it, it's like an empathy machine. Mm. Because, like, you know, because you see it and you go like, oh, uh, working capitalist middle state, it's all an ecosystem. It's not. It's not factions. It's not. Yeah. It's funny not, calling it factions. Yeah. Like like it, you're all creating an ecosystem that everyone can, if you guys play to right, live together and create happiness for everyone. It's just that our goals are so 
the word like you know so singular and so different that we don't necessarily put in those restraints and then they become imbalanced and only one or two classes do very well and the other suffer but like you're put in the situation where you go like oh i understand why this person does this mm-hmm. i understand why the state is now giving tax you know uh benefits to the capitalists you know i i understand why you know the middle uh the middle class decides hey you know, uh, you can buy my stuff for cheap today. Like, you know, it's not yeah. that they just need, everyone needs their own thing. And it's not a matter of like, dislike, it's a matter of need. Yeah. And it's just so interesting. Like, you know, it's like the way I describe it, in, and I'm a foodie and I wind up going like, I go to restaurants and I spend more money than I can afford on meals that have great ambition. And this game has such great ambition and I can just see it. And, and so... The, when I when you ask me like you know what how does it make me feel I feel like I feel like this is a game that is striving to change the world. Wow! Wow! wow. Hot take. Wow! Okay, wow. Elder. So so beat that, Elder. Okay, beat beat I mean, that. I mean, how do you feel about the theme I, of this I game? I feel like I need to play the game some more. I, 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 listen, I'm ready. Like once I'm done yeah. with this tour mm-hmm. and I have more free time. Like for sure, let's play this game some more. Yeah. But ha- did you also feel like? How did you feel? Like, did you feel like it was the theme was window dressing, or do you feel like the theme was like this was like integrated? No, absolutely integrated. And I again, I love the and and I'm I'm interested in in checking out those you know those additional notes and, and theories, right? Like a, a lot of really deep thought uh, went into the design of this game. And you know, being someone who has attempted to design games before. You know, I just I marvel at, at how how well it, it accomplishes, I think, what the designers intended. You know, it's like really, you know, games are really about having the experience and the experience of playing this game is undeniable. And again, it's, you know, again, I've only played once in one faction mm-hmm. or, or role. So I can only imagine what it would be like, you know, playing as the workers or playing as the middle class and getting multiple game, games in and then, you know, having some type of, of meta Mm-hmm. you know formulate and and you know it's really interesting and i'm and i'm glad to hear um from you guys that on multiple plays the 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 because e- even if it didn't i feel like the game would still be interesting if the kind of narrative kind of went in a similar direction each game yeah just you know playing the different roles and you know there would be enough variance in the game but that each game, the story is dynamically different based mm-hmm. on what happens. Like that makes me even like more interested in playing more. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Um, sort of this sort of dovetails into talk about variability, but like when I've watched playthroughs online, I feel like in all the playthroughs I've watched, and maybe this might be just me just projecting my thoughts onto it, but I feel like I've heard the players say it at like at various times, like, wow, this game is playing very differently from the other times (laughs) and like that's i feel like that has been my experience with it i mean Mm. in terms of theme i think one thing uh you know yes and to what you guys have all said (laughs) and then uh, the thing i'm just gonna that i'm gonna add to it is that i really like how the theme feels like it is like part of every Thing that you're doing everything 100%. you do makes sense 100 percent. it makes sense and like i don't need things to make sense thematically in games but when i am the working class and i'm like i need to 
I need to get a job. <laughs> I like that makes sense. Of course I need to get a job because I need money because I need the money to buy the things to make me happier. Like everything you do, like of course I'm voting for this thing because not because, you know, I need points. Although they can it can translate to points. I'm voting for this because it's going to it's what I need as as a as it's like not just as me as a player. It's like the, the, this as the working class right now needs this, and it feels like everything that I do or everything that sort of like happens in the game makes sense. Like there are very few moments. There are, there were like a one or two that you, that Paul I know when we played you you sort of like felt like well this doesn't feel like it this totally makes as thematic sense. But there are very few moments where I say oh this just this development in the game doesn't make sense in like of what I think of like the working class or capitalist class or what the state would do. Like everything just sort of happens in such an organic way that it's like, it it really astounds me. I I know we're being, I'm being extremely effusive and gushing, but it's because I'm so impressed. I'm so impressed. I have a lot of economic games and a lot of them, a lot of them have thematic moments and some are very strong thematic moments, but this one, it feels like you just like are stepping into something Mm -hmm. And like you're putting on a hat, and now you are that thing, mm-hmm. and it's kind of amazing how it, how it can do that. Um, in terms of variability, we, we talked about how we get different stories from it. Is there a concern that like even though we're getting different stories, that the overall experience might be get samey after a while? What do you think about that, Elder? I mean, you've only played it once, yeah. so it might be difficult. for Yeah, you. I think it's di- it's difficult to tell without without getting a couple more plays in at least yeah. yeah what about you paul well you know as i said i'm in the honeymoon phase yeah so i <laughs> I, I think it can do no wrong uh i would say that from what we've experienced it seems like there are the things that are going to be variable are the people you play with and the cards that you get mm-hmm. and and how like you get a card in round five that might be very different than you get in round one. It, it's the difference between having like you know, communist Russia versus like Sweden, like you know. <laughs> and so like, and it, also by the way, sorry to interrupt, but also like for the middle class and but especially the capitalist player, you not only have cards in your hand. We when we talk about opening these companies, there's like a little mini market that elder would have to choose right, from. Right. So whatever whatever companies are put on offer to to build is going to affect the whole ecosystem yeah. so like yeah. that kind of variability seems i mean i don't know if they all fit into various themes after a while but like i really like i really feel that it has a wide uh variety of possibilities like like I, we, we talk about age of steam a lot or like any railroad, railroad game and you go like oh well here's a map and here's you know and ultimately for any given map like there are pretty much like five or six good spots to start like you know i feel like this probably has at least that you know at, at least so like it, it should be as replayable as any game theoretically yeah. yeah i think this is probably what goes back to that thing of where the first round for me sometimes feels a little less exciting because you're probably hitting some similar notes in that first round is usually like starting companies going getting you know maybe uh, proposing certain mm-hmm. bills like like you know for taxation or this or that or you know, getting getting your jobs, but then once again after that first round, like is set up, then it kind of then you, like the parameters of the game go for it. It's almost like the first round almost feels like a, an extended setup phase. Yep, sure, and then it's going to go down a path that you don't know what how it's going to be. Especially when the state's there, when the state has events that are coming up randomly. Exactly. You don't know. 
Yeah, you no, know, no, I think I think it's good. The last thing I really want to um, last two things I, I sort of want to briefly talk about um, is the player count. Mm-hmm. So player count, we talked before. Like at two players, you're only playing capitalists and working class. That may change. Four players, you got all the factions. So Paul, you and I have played at I think at all player counts. Yep. Um, what did you think about? the player counts i felt like two uh players with people who knew how to play went by quicker i felt like it had the same gist of what you know uh the feel of it i felt like i feel like if it were me it plays best at four yeah uh, just just hands down just, it's just yeah yeah because because you're because once again like every person you add in has such more interconnectivity that you create that richness of ec- ecosystem and, you know and i think that uh I think that that's what you're playing for. Yeah, I think that this, I mean, I, it's unquestionable that like at four players, that's just the best. Yeah. You have just so many, so many dynamics. But I think that like, I was surprised at how much fun I had at two players. Yeah, it's I great. Think it, I think it's like, I think something to just, just remember is that it's best at four, but it's still a good game at yeah. two player. It was oh. almost, and I, I felt like with two player, because uh, I didn't have to focus on, I only had to focus on you. Mm-hmm. I actually wound up, employing more of the bag of tricks yeah. like there was a demonstration that we hadn't really hadn't really played the demonstrations yeah. before you played more with a different policy i don't know if that's because it was two player or not but i felt like i was learning more it was a little bit more of a chess game yeah i thought it was still a really fun interesting experience it's still very thematic mm-hmm. but four players really where it's at right totally yeah totally. um and the last thing i just want to talk about the game length like it is mm-hmm. An ex- extremely long like we we had to like dedicate a day or when we played it online it was actually like a week yeah where we did like uh around a night mm-hmm. and which was kind of fun to do it that way i felt yeah. like a mini series yep but <laughs> it's something to keep in mind that it's not gonna be a game that's gonna be easy to get to the table and i almost think it's a shame because yeah. it's such an interesting game and mm-hmm. like you said paul like you could really learn so much from this game like totally. it makes you think about the world around it, you it has a workbook that comes with it <laughs> yeah it's like a shame that it's going to be so difficult to get to the table um i think were you the one saying that you wish there was like a pre, like a terraforming mars prelude for it or maybe candace was, saying, I think that. was saying that i think that would be really great i mean i love starting from the beginning mm-hmm. and tracking the whole thing but you know i think getting like a little bit of a if you can get like a jump start to make it that just so it can get mm-hmm. to the table more i think would be really totes totes would be really special for the game um and I guess the last thing that I just want to ask is we've talked, we've waxed on a lot about like, oh, the theme and oh, I'm learning so much. And so enjoyed this interactivity. But was it actually fun for you guys, Elder? Oh, amazing fun. I had such a good time. And and again, it's like, it's really the the, the, the entertainment of of the, the role that I get to play, like what it brings out of me, but then also what is bringing out with the other players around the table and then those interactions. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, I'd never heard you really be as chatty at a game table as with that game. Yeah. Absolutely Cause you're a pretty not. chill guy. You're like yeah. pretty chill. And you were like, you were, you're just like, listen guys, sorry, gotta, gotta fire you, you know, but like you were, you were constantly like, I felt like the, the meta, like the, the, the game banter, the mm-hmm. table banter, which is so important to me. Mm-hmm. Like I, I really, not really, stop. What nonstop? It was nonstop, nonstop table yeah. banter. Yeah, and it, and it was is completely natural, and it's it's a, it's an effect of what the what the game is kind of causing you to do as a player, which I think is, I, I mean, I can't I can't think of another gaming experience that wasn't particularly role play, mm-hmm. like you know from a board game that I had that that same kind of experience. And I definitely look forward to doing it again. Well, that's exactly how I felt. Like you know, like. Uh, 
I, you know, like I, I gush on about Avalon on this podcast over and over. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because it's, I'm playing the meta. I'm playing the people and I enjoy it. And Avalon just facilitates, facilitates that. This game is almost like the exact opposite where I'm not playing Ben. I'm playing the capitalist. I'm playing, you know, the middle class. I'm playing against or with the state. You know, I'm to the point, so much to the point where, for me to look at like, oh, Ben's winning. I'm going to do this thing that will uh, hurt Ben. But you know what? It's really not going to hurt the, it's going to hurt the working class too. It's going to hurt me, my, 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 my guys that they wouldn't really do this. Mm-hmm. And it, to the point where like, oh, you know, I'd rather LARP this. I'd rather play what my class is doing than play to win. Mm-hmm. And in, in, in such a way, and, and it's so immersive that way. Like, cause like when we play Avalon, we we don't play for balance necessarily. Our, the, our setup tends to be sixty uh, percent win bad guy, forty uh, percent win good guy. But it maximizes funness, mm-hmm. uh, and like I feel like this game maximizes what I think is fun, which is that uh, like immersion or or what was it? immersion? Yeah, let's just say immersion. Immersion into your role that you're. That you don't see the player, you see the, uh, you know, that you see the faction and the class, and you see the ecosystem, such that like you know, like the points don't even matter because what you're gaining from it is the experience, that the emergent experience of playing mm-hmm. the game, the the learning you get, the the highs and lows, the narrative. That's what you're playing for, or, or that's what I find myself playing yeah. for. And that, and like you know, like oh, the votes didn't come my way. I stacked the word life. Congratulations, life. You know, oh, like, you know, uh, Ben, like, Elder is doing really well as a capitalist. Yeah, but he's really helping me out, you know, and Mm -hmm. despite the fact he's winning, like, you know, my faction would be going, like, I don't care that he's winning. I don't care if he has, like, money in, you know, his Swiss bank account. I'm I'm buying all these iPhones, and they're great. Yeah, I love so, it. And you know, it's so funny. Just even you saying the iPhones made me think about how. Remember the first few games were like, well, I understand. I understand healthcare and education. Those will help the working class, but I don't really understand like the like the, the luxury goods. They don't. They don't do it. You just consume them. They don't do it. They don't improve your position beyond that. And then we, I played as the middle class, and I just was like, I was just buying all those things that all I could. IPhones. Like I had like a luxury phone, and I was like. That is so cool. So I think that there's like a lot of fun in just discovering, hmm. like, uh, a, 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 a something that's sitting there in the game hmm. that has gone unused for like two sessions. Then all of a sudden you're like, it's the most important thing of all time for <laughs> me. And I think that's really fun. I think that the the banter that it inspires around the table is incredibly hmm. fun. I re- I think the card play is actually very very fun. Like hmm. in terms of like decisions, I always like really interesting decisions, and I think the card play creates interesting decisions. It can create frustration if it's like the final hmm. round and you pull cards you don't really love, but there's still ways around. Like there's still things you can do, and those basic actions are really good. And um, I just I I also like trying to figure out what's going to be the, the the domino effect of anything that I do because mm-hmm. it's just nothing it doesn't it doesn't make me think of any other game where I say like let's think like food chain magnate sure if I undercut you I'm gonna have first dibs on selling my soda my lemonade sure. or something like that and Burgers. I'm gonna get and I'm gonna get this much money mm-hmm. and that's just the way it's gonna be whereas in this game it's like if I undercut you 
I'm going to be able to sell this, but then as a result, like then that might cause someone to do this and that might cause that to happen right. there. And this happens there. And like, mm-hmm. like dominoes, like, I, Oh, what I think I was going to get to before is I like, I quit your university. That's right. I quit your university because I was like, you know what? I don't want Paul. Paul is producing all this stuff and then selling it and he's making so much money. So I'm going to quit because that way he's not, doesn't produce as much. And so I felt so good because I'm like, ha, he can't sell, he can't sell this to the foreign market, you know, cause he doesn't have the workforce. And then guess what? You also don't have to pay my wages. So you're still making money. That's like, there's always <laughs> trying to figure uh, out like right. how uh, the pendulum is going to swing. Right. It's so fun to me. I Absolutely. think it's like totally, it's like very thrilling. It's, it's both strategic and, and tactical, probably a little bit more tactical than strategic, sure. yeah. but it's like a little bit of a game of Plinko and, and just seeing how everything just comes on yeah. down is like, like, is great fun. I will say that the one, it's not even a criticism. It's just uh, an observation is, you know, we've, we've had a lot of discussions about what a competitive game is versus I do not know if you go into this game playing as a competitive game, as one where you're trying to uh, play over the, the game versus being subsumed by the game. I think mm-hmm. you're going to really enjoy, like, like Tom talks about Demacher and how he loves, you know, Demacher and it's the best game ever, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know if I agree with him on, on that, but like Demacher does do something that I feel like this game does well, which is it puts you in the space. It does. And yeah, that putting is really good with that and putting you in the space. The, the, the points actually doesn't really matter. Cause you, you're, you're in the game. Like, you know, like, you're, you're pl- we play games, our group plays games, to basically hang out and uh, have a good way to interact with each other. Like, and, and sometimes, like, you know, we're not like a tournament style, like, you know, a game group where, oh, I need to get really good at this railroad game. Uh, every single turn has to be super maximum. We're not entirely like that. Mm-hmm. We're kind of like trying to play, like, let's experience this. What's the game trying to, to what experience the g- game trying to create? And if we can just, dive into that 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 i think like is the the sweet spot for our group and i feel like this game uh if you go into it trying to you know min max it trying to you're gonna you're gonna miss you may miss some of the richness of the game yeah there will be min max moments for sure but yeah i think you want to just sort of like like play be be the workers be the middle class be the capitalist be the state don't be you trying to beat elder or that'd be my only suggestion for uh this game i mean obviously we're all very excited about it i mean we've gone on for i I cannot believe how long we've talked about this game but i think that's because it hasn't come out yet (laughs) it hasn't come out but i think it's because it's such an interesting and new and like ambitious game that like you know and it's like for me it's just like bubbling out of me and i just you know people may have turned this off 45 minutes ago and that's fine you know but like uh i think there will be people who play and have such a fun time they're gonna want to like that they're I'm hoping people are listening along and be like, yes, I felt that way too. But I will say my, my sort of closing thoughts are really like, I think it's phenomenal. I think it's, 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 I think it's really, you know, I feel weird saying it's like a landmark design because mm-hmm. it feels like you're sure. never allowed honeymoon. to say it doesn't, but, but like I'm in the honeymoon phase, so why not <laughs> pull quote time? But I do think if you are, if it's something that has, if this does sound interesting to you, and if it, and I'll also, by the way, if all this stuff isn't triggering to you, because like you said before, some people, this may be too real for people. Sure. But, um, the, I would just say, know that it's a long game, know that it's a long teach. And that also may be a barrier for some people, because if you have to teach this every single time, you may not want to do it, but just know it's a long teach and, um, know that the voting mechanic could be frustrating for some people. I say, like, if you are, 
cool with those things, I think you're going to have a great time with the game. 100%. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is like... Two hours? Uh, it's, it's, this is a long... I cannot believe this. I thought this was going to be a one hour. I was like, I'm finally going to do a short podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, you know what What can you do? Um, thank you guys so much, Elder. It was a pleasure podcasting you for the first time. Absolutely. It was fun. First time. I hope this came close to the Brazil experience. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Let's see if I can land this, okay. land this outro here. Okay. You've been listening to Game Brain, produced and edited by Matthew Robinson, Tom Donnelly, Trey Alsup, and Ben Mandelker. Special thanks to Daedalus for our incredible music. More on Daedalus at GameBrainPod.com. And thanks to Edamar Peleg for our incredible graphics. Be sure to check him out on Instagram at Kerbuloni or on his website, Kerbuloni.com. You can reach us by email at contact at GameBrainPod.com or on Twitter at GameBrain underscore pod. Thanks for listening, and go play some games to friends or make some friends with games. Oh! No, I messed it up. I'm sorry. Good job. Good job. No, no, no. That, that was okay. That was okay. That worked. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well done. Well done. 9.8. <laughs>